I'm Dave Crane. Welcome to the show, Dave Crane Daily. Yes, it is. It's me. I'm going to share with you on this show some amazing revelations. I'm going to show you how to rock a live audience. And I'm going to show you um, when I worked with uh, Kanye West, tell you how I got into the entire industry so you can sort of check the steps out and see how it works for you. And also how you can become a very effective speaker and communicator and launch your business and grow your business and market your business for absolutely free. Plus, I'm going to show you the 14 communication mistakes that people make when they're communicating with everybody, uh, which makes them basically put a gap between them and their audience and make it more difficult for them to communicate effectively and grow that bond and grow that certainty that they want to spend money with you. That's coming up in this show. So there we are. Welcome to the show. Um, how are you? I'd love to know where you are, how you're doing. Comments always really good. Share it and like it so more people get to see it and uh, I'll carry on doing it. That's a lot of it's, isn't it? Yeah, thank you. So uh, first of all, let me tell you a little bit about where I got into this whole industry in the first place. I, I remember going back to what about, I was about 15 or 16 years old. I just about left school going on to sixth form and my parents turned to me and said, Dave, would you like to tidy your room? And to which the answer is always no. So, well, would you like to decorate your room as a summer project? Which case the answer was, not sure. Can I ask you a question? Yes, you can. Can I make it any color I want to make it? Yeah, you can. And will you pay for everything? Yeah, we will. Woohoo! Quid's in, I'll do it. And so let me choose the paint and the colors and I, I did it tastefully, because I had plans involving girls. Um, but the thing was, uh, during that summer, I listened to Radio 1 in the UK. Radio 1 in the UK, is uh, was at the time a top radio station, had all the best DJs in, all the best fun, all the best music. I mean, that was about a million stations. But in those days, what I loved about the summer that I spent there was they had a thing called the Radio 1 Roadshow. Radio 1 Roadshow had all the best DJs on their live shows going to different parts of the UK. So they'd be in, in a, t a park in London, or Manchester, Leeds, or go to the seaside, Blackpool, Brighton, wherever, Bridlington. And... Basically, thousands and thousands of people would go along, see their favorite DJs on a big stage, talking to the audience and bringing on bands who would sing maybe one or two of their chart songs. But the whole experience was great. We played some games and so on. So I listened to this and I was thinking, oh, my goodness, I'd love to do that. It would be fantastic. And that's how this came about. <laughs> That's me on stage in Dubai, just about to bring on Iron Maiden and Robert Plant and, and Prodigy and, uh, and Incubus and a lot of huge bands. Now, how did this all come about from that summer I mentioned? Now, if you're interested in thinking, well, this is good, Dave, but that doesn't have any relevance to me. Well, that's good because I want to share with you exactly why it has relevance. Because right now we're talking about something called the big resignation. So I want to tell you how the elements of that fits in with where you need to be right now with your marketing, whether you're running your own business, considering running your own business, or even just thinking about how you can launch your career better. That's coming up next on Dave Crane Daily. I pick up my coffee. I go yum, 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 and share it with you. Cheers. So right now there's a thing called the Great Resignation, which I've talked about 
at length many times. And what it is, is after lockdown, people are thinking, I don't want to go back to a nine to five job. I quite like working my own hours. And I don't want to be that far away from my family because now I actually like them. If I haven't divorced them, I'll keep them. And also, I don't want to sit in traffic and commute three hours to work, three hours back just because I have to go to London or, or Glasgow or Edinburgh or wherever it is. I'd much prefer to work on a laptop either at home or in a coffee shop if I feel like it. I can still talk to everybody. I can still have meetings, but it's driven by me. And in many cases, employers are saying, no, I don't want that. Many cases are saying, yeah, let's do that. Or let's get a hybrid going because at the end of the day, they spent a fortune putting together an office that costs a lot for rent. It's in the center of town. But for some people saying, you know what? I don't want this. I just want to go. I want to start my own thing or start my own thing as a side hustle. But how do you get that marketing? How do you get people to want to connect with you and do more stuff with you? Let me give you a couple of insights into how that works next. So it's all about creating your business so you can pitch it. So I've got a system lined up for you right now for $19 where I'll teach you how to work a live audience and how to be able to pitch your audience with anything that you're working on. So you can talk to them about what your business is, you can work out how they want to hear about it, and you can get every audience to sit inside the palm of your hands in seven seconds. And it sounds ridiculous, check, check it out. Here's a website, uh, speakonstage.com, pitch your business. Uh, and it's really effective for $19, I promise you, it will change your life, especially if you're worried about how to start talking to an audience. Similarly, if you're at a level where you say, Dave, I know how to work an audience, but it's my brand that's suffering. I need to be bigger. I need to be more effective. I need people to want to work with me. Then uh, this is what you need, the Industry Icon Program. Again, go and have a look at it. And I'll share with you here as we go along all the different things that you need to be seen like these massive members of industry. And I do like doing this. So I actually become Gary Vaynerchuk. There you go. Look at that. Massive ears. Hello, I'm Gary. My shoulders aren't quite right. I'm Gary. Small head. Anyway, doesn't matter. Point is that if you want to become seen as an industry icon, then this is about how you get there. Have a look at it. You can see the URL and I'll share with you everything you need to be able to position yourself so your brand is you. You walk around, you walk, you talk. Whether you have a TV show or you write a book or a podcast or you combine them all together, now is the best time to position yourself as the best in your industry. And for many people, they're thinking, well, Dave, I don't really want to be seen like that, or they're thinking, I don't really know how to get like that. Well, right now, we've got a really crazy time on our hands. I'll tell you what we've got. We've got every single person resetting their relationship with their industry. So they either reset it and get to the front of the queue, or you reset it and get to the front of the queue. But we've never known a disruption in our lifetimes like we have right now. We just haven't. I mean, Second World War, First World War, yeah, massive, and that's huge, but not in our own particular lifetimes. And that was, what, 70, 80 years ago? So this is a time for you to consider, wow, this is a chance to step forward and be who I need to be. Next up, I'm going to share with you some communication mistakes that people make, 14 of them. And then after that, I'm going to give you a sneaky clue into what happens when you work on stage uh, and show you one of my gigs with Kanye West. That's all coming up next on Dave Crane Daily. So as promised, I said I'd share with you the 14 faux pas of big communication mistakes that people often make when it comes to working with any kind of audience. And it's a huge mistake 
to get these wrong. And most people don't know about it because everybody does it because everybody learns from everybody else. And now it's time for you to step forward on it. And if you want to know where to get these things, by the way, go to Flipboard, which is my favorite website. Uh, and uh, this is actually, if you go to here, that's my own particular magazine. You can create your own magazine as you go, by the way. That's not a person staring at me in a funny way. It's a person all about, can't remember what that. Here we go. Uh, this is all about how to be vulnerable. Everything to do with speaking, uh, disruption, um, creating your own business, uh, marketing, I put into my own magazine, but you can create your own magazine there as well. So it's really effective. The one I want to talk about and look at is how to escape making these faux pas, these huge mistakes. And we're coming up, to, uh, by the end of the show, I'll share with you uh, Kanye West on stage and what it was like to be there to do it. All that coming up soon. So big mistakes people make. And uh, there's my Black Panther. This is from Forbes. Uh, which is one of the best websites of all time. I love it. It's got some great content and stuff on it. And these are the experts that have put together this compilation list. First of all, multitasking during meetings. Do not make people know that you really care about their time and their energy and they feel special. If they feel that you're doing something else and you don't care about them, why should they care about you? I know you might be the boss, but it doesn't mean it actually works. Being overly enthusiastic about stuff that you care about that they don't. Yeah, they might find it infectious, and yeah, they may find it something that they want to look at, but they're really interested in what they're interested in. And the golden rule to any sales and communication is always do what other people want. Always think what's in it for them. Otherwise, why should they care about what you think? Remember, number three, solving problems. That's what you're there for, not necessarily teaching them. If they need a coach or a mentor, they'll find you. In most cases, you just want to get that problem over and done with. So bear that in mind and don't waste their time. Number four, not putting yourself in the shoes of your audience. As I said, what's in it for them? But also, what are they thinking? What do they want? What do they see when you're there talking about things that have no relevance? Have to think that if you want to stay relevant to them. Number five, looking at your cell phone while communicating. Yes, I know it's tempting, especially if somebody calls. Here's the thing. I've got a slight disagreement with this. I don't think there's a problem with telling people there's a call. But I think that you've got to judge who they are, what the situation is, and what your relationship with them is as to whether you can get away with doing that. 99% of the times, people will wait for your call and they'll, they'll talk to you. I've only ever had a few times where I've missed a call and they needed somebody there and then and so on. But that's very rare. And if people do that, then... <clears throat> Number six, forgetting to pause. Whenever you speak, whenever you share information, it's not about what you say, it's what they perceive. Now, I'm recording this, so therefore you can see it, pause it, write it down at your own leisure. But normally you should pause to make sure that the person who's paying attention to you has received it the right way. Otherwise, you won't know and you just pile stuff on top of them. So that pause makes a huge difference. See what I mean? Yeah. Number seven, succumbing to listening blind spots. Again, not finding that connection with them. Make sure that you are listening for their feedback. Make sure you are working out from what they say and what they don't say, what they really want from this conversation. And it does change. And it's whether you're talking to your kids or you're talking to your partner or you're talking to your colleagues or talking to prospective clients. All the time they're leaving clues about how the, how the organization wants to work with you and also how they feel about what you're saying and what you're not saying. So pay attention to that if you want to make them feel that you're there for them all the time. Number eight, a massive challenge, especially when you're online. Gossiping, do not do it. Be kind because it's tempting because it seems so intimate just being you and them, but you don't know what's being recorded and you don't know what could be played for somebody else outside of that. Just like emails and everything else, just don't do it because people judge you by that. Number nine, 
using too much jargon. Keep it simple, stupid. Kiss. The more that you go on about things, the more you make it more challenging for people to look at you and say, wow, that's a really smart person. What they want is not smart. They want clarity. Think about Oprah Winfrey. At no point did you think Oprah Winfrey is using big words. I don't understand. The reason she became such a huge hit is purely because whenever she talked, you got it. And people around the world got it. And that's what made her so popular and a, a multi-multi-billionaire. Number 10, assuming the other person understands, they might not know. Explain it. Or even better, just check. Did he get that? What bit didn't he get? Are we fine? Let's move on. Same for a live audience. Same thing. I may nod or don't nod accordingly. Number 11, not targeting their communications, not targeting your communications. It means basically communicate as a major part of your business model. Communicating to people outside, communicating online, communicating by advertising and communicating internally to your troops so they know who you are, what you do and why they should still carry on working for you. Number 12, not providing context or clarifying assumptions. So that means that whenever you talk about something, don't just leave it hanging. Let them know why it's important and why you've said it so then they can repeat it. Storytelling is perfect for doing that, by the way. Number 13, using filler words all the time. Sometimes this is done because people are nervous and we go, uh, mm, uh, um. To be honest with you, there's nothing wrong with that. But I'll teach you a very simple technique, okay? Here's a very sneaky technique. If you do um and ah a bit, train yourself to take a gap instead of saying anything. So instead of saying, I don't want to um, go shopping, you can say, I don't want to go shopping. That little gap makes it, thing, makes it look like you're really considered and you're really smart, and people go, ah, brain box. See, difference it makes. So miss out on the gaps, fill the words, and leave it with an actual gap, and it's great. And number 14 is not saying thank you. Everything's a transaction. Every conversation is there. You've got to appreciate that people have better things to do, and even if you're paying their wages, you can't guarantee they're going to stay with you forever because they're living at home now, and they make choices about who they work with at any given time. You've got to earn that. So say thank you. When you're working a live audience, say thank you, and just like I do to you all the time, I really do thank you being here and spending quality time with me. Next up, we're going to have a look at Kanye West in the video vault. So I want to put this into some kind of perspective. I worked with Conway, yes, Conway, yes, Conway, Kanye West a couple of years ago when we did the Desert Rhythm Festivals. And that was alongside uh, Ziggy Marley and Madness and uh, Mika and Joss Stone and Paul Weller and Muse and lots of huge stars. Kanye West was an interesting guy. I've got to say, he had a massive entourage and they weren't very polite. So my job is to work an audience and think about what I told you about the beginning of a show, about the story about getting connected and so on. So you're working a stage, you've got all these artists, you bring them on, you get the audience all excited and all wound up. Then the artist goes out to a hot audience. Now, suppose if you're a massive star, you don't care whether there's a hot audience or not. You just know that they've paid money and you don't get to see them. And so maybe that was the case here. But just enjoy. This is my take on working a live audience and working with a big star like Kanye West. Working an audience is easy. You just have to show you care. When you get the Wi-Fi code of what makes them tick, you can take them on a journey of excellence and excitement 
and engagement. And as long as they believe that you care what's in it for them, they'll follow you around the world. Learn to speak on stage. So there you go. That's what it's like to work on stage at a big gig like that. You saw that final scene was what it looks behind me seeing a live audience and must be about what 15,000 people there. You never have to work in an audience like that, but you can if you want to. The most important thing is realizing that everyone you talk to really wants to get something out of you. Otherwise, why would they be there and why would they watch you? And that's why you don't overstay your welcome and I'm not going to either. It's been a pleasure having you here. I hope you got something out of today's show. I'll be back tomorrow because it's a weekend with Daddy and Maya show. And that means my gorgeous daughter Maya will spend some time abusing me. Um, but it's the best thing ever. I love it. I love being t here with you and I love having fun with my daughter. Have a great day. Enjoy your work, whether it's weekend or play, and I'll catch you next time on Dave Crane Daily. Ta-ra.